It's winter, and you can now get almost anything you need for the coldest months of the year delivered with Uber Eats. What do we mean by almost? Well, you can't get a ski slope delivered, but you can get dish soap delivered. Sunshine, that's a no. But a bottle of wine, that's a yes. A snow angel, sorry, no, but angel hair pasta. Uber Eats can definitely get you that. Get almost, almost anything delivered with Uber Eats. Order now. Alcohol and select markets. Product availability may vary by region. See app for details. This episode is brought to you by Allstate. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings vary and are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. Why is it that with sparkling water, I'm always playing guessing games with what flavor I'm drinking? Is it citrus? Is it aluminum can flavored? Mm, not sure. Sparkling ice, though, they really mean flavor. Like in-your-face flavor. Orange mango, black raspberry. Don't even get me started on the strawberry lemonade. Kiwi Strawberry slid right into my Taste Buds DMs last night and let them know who's boss. No subtleties there and no sugar either. But it does have vitamins and antioxidants. Find sparkling ice at a major grocery store or club retailer near you. Sparkling ice. Anything but subtle. The world isn't wide enough. Get immersed in the expansive views of the 48-inch customizable panoramic display in the all-new 2024 Lincoln Nautilus Hybrid. Explore more at Lincoln.com. Some models, trims, and features may not be available or may be subject to change. Check with your local retailer for current information. Lincoln and Nautilus are trademarks of Ford or its affiliates. Welcome to the Bike Radar Podcast, brought to you by the team behind BikeRadar.com, Cycling Plus and MBUK magazines. If you enjoy this episode, please subscribe. And if you can do so, leave us a rating on your podcast provider of choice. It really helps us reach other cyclists like you. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Bike Radar Podcast. I am your host, Simon Von Bromley, a senior technical writer for BikeRadar.com and today... I am joined by our mountain bike senior technical editor, Tom Marvin, and Jack Luke, BikeRadar.com's deputy editor. How are uh, we, chaps? How are you doing, Jack? Wonderful, Simon. Very pleased to be on the podcast with you as ever. And how are you, Tom? Excellent, yeah. Absolutely stoked. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> you said it with such conviction on your face. <laughs> no, I, really I, I believe it. I believe I every word. It. Well, today we're going to be talking a little bit about gravel, and I think 2024 is the year that I'm finally wow. going to jump on the gravel bandwagon. Become having, a gravel dad, full-time gravel dad. Having retired from fast road racing. <laughs> <laughs> no, because I was never fast anyway. But yeah, I think 2024, <laughs> I would like to get into gravel. And I had £15,000 burning a hole in my pocket that I was going to spend on a specialised S-Works AFOS limited Campagnolo and <laughs> wireless edition. But uh, instead, I'm going to spend it all on gravel stuff. <laughs> <laughs> what should I be buying? The, what accessories should I get? Well, you know, I'm going to go to BikeRadar.com. I'm going to check out the best gravel bikes list, and I'm going to get myself one of those. But what about accessories? What are the kind of top three things that you could not live without 
in your gravel rides. Let's start with you, Jack. What's your first accessory? Wow. Well, I mean, gravel riding is a, a sport defined by its accessories. You know, what all the additional guff you can buy that you didn't already have. <laughs> Mustaches, mullets, <laughs> dodgy tattoos. Neckerchiefs, but check no- shirts. <laughs> no gravel bike is complete without some trendy luggage. And no, no, nothing is as trendy as a well-curated, organically sourced bar bag. I, I, I could not live without a little burrito-shaped bar bag on the front of my bike. And my particular favourite at the moment is any of Mission Workshops. They do them in like a wide range of, of sizes. They're all pretty similar uh, in terms of layout. It's a tube that goes on the front of your bike. The reason I like Mission Workshops ones so much, I mean, my one, is a part of a limited range of tie-dyed custom ones with a mm. lovely canvas outer. But the actual, um, like, uh, I don't know, webbing, sort of like rubbery webbing they have is really, really tough. I've found in the past with some um, bar bags I've had, use that sort of like nylon mole strapping stuff, which is okay, but it doesn't really like distribute weight very well over the, the, the body of the bag. In addition, Mission Workshop have these really nice like plastic... Um, stiffeners inside just get really good really neatly designed nice bar bags and if I wanted something made in Scotland which I don't know if you know I'm from Scotland have no, I mentioned that before I don't think so uh, I would probably go with one from Straight Cut Design I there's a guy called Ross who manages that brand and I saw the full suite of his stuff a really cool custom bike show I went to in Glasgow and it's so well made it's one of those things where like you you know a bar bag's a pretty simple thing but if you see something... But if it's made in Scotland... If it's made in Scotland, it's simply better. And it's filled with shortbread when it comes to... It. But Covered not, in tartan. But it, I'd love a tartan Deep bar fried. bag. It just, it looks... saltire lining. <laughs> it was just really nicely made kit. That'd be my pick. What, what kind of capacity are we talking about for a bar okay. bag, Jack? Are we... uh, mine is probably like a litre and a half, I'd say, all in. But that's enough to get in some tasty sandwiches... A jack. I really hate having stuff in pockets. I really don't like bulky yeah, uh, jersey you reach pockets. under your check shirt. That's difficult. Oh. <laughs> like a, that's enough for like a little pump, a jacket, a couple of sandwiches. And my last ride, um, I had a whole bag of jelly tots, which split. Oh, great. I love jelly tots. Jelly. It's my favorite. So right is that is that going to be accessible whilst you're riding then? Because I've mm. got a uh, a bar bag on my commuter bike that um, I think it's a Brooks one. And the zip is in front of the hand. Yeah. So it's kind of hard to reach around and unzip it. You'd have to kind of reach underneath maybe a Garmin or your light or whatever. And it's a little bit awkward. But would you recommend something that you can dip into from whilst mm, riding? Yeah. Uh, so the one I'm describing is similar to yours with the zip on the front. That's probably something I should touch on. Like uh, the zip on the Mission Workshop one is very slippery. I have had ones in the past where they quite often they don't have like... Um, like a shroud on the back of the zip and often what you'll find is if you do have a jacket or like a sandwich bag or something it gets mm. caught in the zip infuriating that the Mission Workshop one has like a little yeah it's like a rubber flap almost which protects the back of the actual zip rails themselves um, and that's that's particularly what makes it do good do you use a bar bag Tom? well I, I went for a, a longish ride yesterday and I wanted to go fast and light or as comfortable as possible and so I did actually put a bar bag on my mountain bike I thought you said you wanted to go fast. Why would you? I know, I know it kills your aero, right? <laughs> yeah. um, and I have a, a Rafa one. Uh, and I was actually impressed with it. I think for that Garmin reason, I had a on top of the stem mount for the Garmin mm-hmm. rather than an out front. And this made the main pocket of the of the bar bag accessible so I could ride and dip into my snacks in mm. there. 
Um, and what I particularly liked about yesterday's was that it has like a little front pocket that I could also access into which I could slip my phone so I could mm. one-handedly do all my social, you know, all my social media stuff, <laughs> Tom Marvin one on there, yeah. <laughs> um, and take photos while riding because I was uh, trying not to stop too often. And actually, um, I was annoyed with myself because I don't like bags on bikes. I, yeah, I'm not into it's it. one of Tom Marvin's pet peeves. It he is. likes to moan about it. it, makes fun of me. But it... It was kind of useful yesterday. So, yeah, I do. I, I might reinvestigate. Um, the one thing I don't like about the raffle, I really like the raffle bag. I think it's good. It's got a structure, you know, when you pull in the zip. Like, yeah. the bag doesn't fold in on itself, so you can actually do it one-handed. And it's got bright-colored material on the inside so you can see what's in there and all that sort of stuff. The one thing I don't particularly like is, like, it, it's got the, like, plastic clippy buckles, which oh, yeah. don't, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. like, wrap around a bar very well. Like, um, yeah, and what would you even call that? Like a pinch buckle thing. You know, like, two things where they, they yeah. click together yeah and it's it's quite long mm. so like you know and a handlebar's round and these aren't round and <laughs> I don't know but you know I got it working well because it was a you know it was an aero bar with like slightly flat top so it worked but and, and, uh, sorry the, an aero mountain bike and bar I wish yeah it was, it was on uh, an S-Works uh, oh, epic wow. world cup um, oh, with Rafa S-Works I was wearing my 400 pound shoes as how well. the other half live eh <laughs> eBay Motors is here for the ride. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Free samples, free shipping, and our 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step and into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com now and save 40% site-wide. 40% off at Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. I actually quite like a stem mounted. Gar- Sorry, I'm diverting you, really? but I, I like a stem-mounted Garmin I for it. For, for a mountain biking, for I do. Mountain- be- yeah, for be- mountain biking. Because I find when you're mountain biking, I mean, unless you're an absolute legend, you don't have it as slammed as you do on a road bike at the front. So I find it's just harder. Not, I mean, it's hardly hard, but like an out-front mount, you have to just dip it back very slightly, and that is criminally dorky. Mm. So yeah, I like a stem-mounted mm. Garmin mount. Anyway, sorry. And in terms of bar bags, you know, would you uh, recommend them equally? Say if, I, say if I buy a really trendy steel bike with external <laughs> cable routing, uh-huh. is that going to interfere with my bar bag at all? I mean, or? I only ride with wireless gear, so I okay. don't really know. <laughs> yes, it will, Simon, to give you the answer to you, actually. <laughs> uh, uh, it's not a big deal though. Like as long as your cable routing's fine. Like on a uh, like most uh, gravel bars these days, the cables come out so close to the stem, it's, it's rarely mm. a problem to be honest. So you wouldn't recommend instead swapping for something like a kind of a frame bag or something like that. Frame bags are okay, but like they're, they're less accessible on the go. I've also trashed a couple of bikes. <laughs> yeah, I really trashed a bike where I didn't put tape on the frame, <laughs> and the like velcroy straps basically mm. wore down to the rock carbon after. So. 
Yeah, I've been okay. burnt one, man. Okay. Bar bag then. That's on my list. Number one. Tom, what's uh, your first accessory? I'm gonna I'm gonna stay with the luggage carrying uh, and I'm gonna revert back to my usual stance if I don't like bar bags. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to recommend the um, Osprey Savu 2 uh, bum bag. So I find bum, I don't like rucksacks or, you know, if you're going to go for a slightly longer distance, you want to carry extra fluids, you want to carry some, you know, bits of luggage and all that sort of stuff, but you don't, you're not out for like a multi-day trip, you don't need a rucksack. You can carry everything you need for a six-hour ride in a bum bag pretty easily. And this one in particular, I've, I've ridden quite a few and most of them are pretty good, but this one stands out. Um, it's got like a, a really easy to use hole for a second bottle. So if your bike's only got one bottle cage or if you're going for a really long ride and you want three bottles with you, you can really easily sort of like just scush it in and out of the of the mm. bag. It's got like it's literally quite a structured hole, perfectly shaped when designed for a bottle. Um and then either side of that, there's two fairly generously sized um luggage pockets into which you know, you, you can slip actually quite a long pump in there because it will go underneath the bottle through the back of the bag. Um, and it being Osprey, it's really well made. The materials are nice. It's easy to get in many different places. You don't have to go to some like tiny little niche shop. You can just go and get one. Um, and also it's you got like... You have to go to Scotland to buy one. Don't have to go to Scotland <laughs> and, and hand over a haggis in exchange for it. Um, and I think one of the nice things about it is sort of it's both stable and comfortable. So as someone with... Um, a little bit of a belly on me. Like I'm no, not like no, no, no. Look, I'm not like I'm not waif thin. Right, I'm built like a rugby player. I like to think. You know, <laughs> uh, it means that when I sort of fold in half when I'm on a bike, um, I like a thinner strap across my waist. I just find it more comfortable, mm -hmm. and it kind of has like a thin enough strap not to be discomfortable. But then around the discomfortable, hips, discomfortable. <laughs> uh, and then around the hips, it's they're quite broad wings, so it offers actually mm. loads of stability off road. So I do a lot of mountain biking with this bum bag and it actually stays where it should instead of like working its way down or swinging around and on the gravel bike again it's still comfortable and does all that too what do you think simon would you ever wear a bum bag outside of your favorite raves as i know <laughs> <laughs> slung well, over your shoulder I, I, the roadie in me is saying like this sounds a lot like jersey roadie not roadman <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah the roadman in me is carrying my little side satchel <laughs> No, but like, how how does this how does this compare? And, and do you think it's better than you know just simply like if I obviously I'm going to have to ditch all of my road yeah. cycling kit, right? Yeah, that's, that's yeah, you've got to wear baggies and flannel. There's no way I can turn up in my kind of you know bike radar uh, road kit. No. Is there? So so but so but is is it better than just kind of three jersey pockets? I think it's better than three jersey pockets because it gives more stability. Um, it's more in, in, in packaged. Uh, which is another word I've just created. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I didn't know where you were going. I had <laughs> yeah. really no idea. Impackaged. Um, <laughs> I think because it's like a bum bag, you can adjust the tightness, you can adjust the fit and the feel, and you don't have like pockets pulling your jersey down and stretching. Mm. It's quite a nice way. And you can, if it's cooler, then I have it over the top of my jersey, which gives plenty of access. But if it's really muddy, I might have my jersey over the top. Or if it's like really warm, <laughs> I might also have the jersey over the top so that you know, can get a bit more airflow. You can really mix it. It's quite versatile, I think. And also more aero than a bar bag. Have you tested that? I can almost confirm it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and how much do those set you back? Uh, £60 for that one. Um, so it'll be about the same as a good bar bag. About really, the same as a good bar bag. bag, yeah. And, you know, would you you recommend the Osprey one over going, like, independent? I shouldn't go to Etsy or something. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I like, you know, Osprey, I've, I've had Osprey bags for 15, 20 years, and I've always found them, like, really well made, really well thought out, and I've always been impressed. Um 
yeah, and we I think with this podcast we wanted to sort of recommend actual products, and I, I would mm. yeah I would recommend it the Savu too. There's plenty of other great bum bags out there, but this one is the one I'm currently using out of my collection of about a dozen. And if I had to put you on the spot and mm-hmm. say bum bag or bar bag, bum bag, bum bag, Jack, bar bag. Oh, I did a Grinduro years ago. Um, and I rode with a bum bag because I had GoPro stuff. Weird. <laughs> I just turned off right there. Um, I had GoPro stuff and I, d- I didn't have enough space in my bar bag for it. And it wasn't really that well made. This one it had quite a broad strap and it was quite elastic. Mm. It made me feel really sick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really, really careful, sick. Yeah. Like that sort of, I'm a very sensitive boy, but just hot and uncomfortable and tight. <laughs> oh, I really didn't like it. So yeah, I'm, I'm a bar bag kind of guy. I, I, I'm talking about you, know, you having a little bit of a belly, Tom, which isn't true. If any of our readers have seen it, it's not true at all. But I do remember when you came back from your um, cycle touring holiday. Mm. Um, when was that? Was that? That was a year ago. That was a year ago, wasn't it? You were so thin. I was very much thinner then, yeah. Yeah. You ever, do you ever consider doing that? Did you check a bum bag on that trip? Uh, I didn't. I went completely unencumbered and it was delicious. Um, but <laughs> uh, I did have to have bags on my bike. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, that's that's some two good recommendations. I, I suppose I'll have to buy both. Luckily, I've got loads of money. <laughs> and um, I'll try them out and maybe we'll come back and discuss which one I prefer, whether I'm team bike bag or team bum bag. Interesting. Or fanny pack if you're the US. Sorry, American Yeah, listeners. apologies to our um, American Fanny pack listeners. is what I mean by bum bag. Um, Jack. Tire inserts. Mm. That's it. Strong. So I've got to say, t- uh, like gravel tires are really skinny and sometimes you're riding them on mountain bike terrain really fast without a double down casing without a double down casing like I used uh, tyrants for quite a long time my stupid fixie my gravel fixie as well we have even less control <laughs> absolutely banging what wow. is a tyre insert oh thank you Simon for asking I, I, I don't want to alienate any of you who aren't familiar with big foam tubes that you put inside your tyres and in well, a sounds t- like an inner tube <laughs> <laughs> in a tubeless tyre system an insert is generally speaking like a foam insert which sits inside the tyre and if you hit something really hard it prevents the tyre from smashing against the rim there are other benefits in mountain biking about like tyre support and giving them a bit more mm, support (laughs) more sidewall support more sidewall support but in gravel for me it's more about protecting it from hard impacts which do happen in a gravel Mm. bike and and tyre pressure is even more difficult to get right I think on a gravel bike than a mountain bike the smaller volume the tyre the more critical that pressure is totally and you strike a balance or have to strike a balance between comfort and control versus puncture protection tyre inserts mean you can generally are a little bit lower if that's what you want for you know rough off-road riding Um, and having ridden very recently a bike without a tyre insert I was really wanting for one Mm. particularly as well because that bike used their fantastic tyres the Schwalbe G1RS RS I think it's like the semi-slick one but it's quite a lightweight tyre really for for gravel riding Um, and I nailed it pretty hard a few times on like real rocky train and I think if I'd had a tyre insert it wouldn't have been any slower but I would have been able to run slightly lower pressures and my the only ones I've used extensively are the Vittoria tyre liners. They're pretty cheap. They're fine. You can't really feel them when you're riding. I'm quite curious about the Tubolito. Yeah, Tubolito. Yeah. They're like really like We had a set of mountain bike ones. They feel weird, almost like mm. packing peanuts. I'd really like to try them out. But from real world, te- real world testing, the Vittoria tyre liner. I would concur. I've used Rimpact 
Um, okay. They do a Rimpact CX, mm -hmm. and I think they now have a slightly wider one for like 45C gravel tires. Mm -hmm. I used it in my aforementioned uh, trip last year, mm -hmm. six weeks of bikepacking on off-road across bits of Europe, and I did suffer punctures, but not from pinches. Um, and when I did get those punctures, uh, I got one in like the top in the, in the tread of the tire, and eventually the tire wore down, so the plug just kept pulling out. Um, but it meant I could... Uh, Ride, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Once yeah, the tire deflates, you, you have that sort of safety. You're not straight onto a completely empty tire, yeah. You're not rimming it down, you're rolling on the insert. Um, they're great. How much do tire inserts cost? I actually don't know off the top they're, of my head, I'll be honest. I would say they, I mean, the mountain bike ones, you look at you can be looking at 80 quid a wheel. Do they wear out though? Nah, nah. they'll last forever, yeah, basically. Yeah, I won't really that much, but less than 80 quid, yeah. They're um, not cheap, no, they're not, they're not a consumable, you know, they're not like an inner tube where you're. You know, and, and checking you know, out. whilst we're on the kind of topic of tubeless, we, uh, am I am I going tubeless? Over, oh yeah, oh, yeah, no yeah, question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm jump ahead. Are tubulars? <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually gonna jump ahead to my final. <sighs> Sorry, Tom, I'm, I'm being greedy, but since we're on tubeless, um, sealant and plugs. I mean, that's applicable outside of just gravel riding, but sealant in particular, I would say, is more important to take as a spare with a gravel bike than a mountain bike, possibly mm. because that. Just the slightly higher tire pressures you run with gravel, if you do have quite a catastrophic puncture, which happens, um, I find you tend to lose more sealant than you would with a mountain bike tire. Mm. And being able to top it up, like great plugs probably do 90% of the work, but just that little bit of extra sealant, if you've lost stuff, I really, really recommend taking with it, taking it with you rather. Do you still really need that extra sealant if you're running an insert? Because uh, isn't this? Does the sealant? Um, I could be wrong here, but does the does the insert not act as a kind of run flat solution as well? Or is that yeah, it does. Just... But the because there's extra internal um, surface area because you've got an insert, you actually need to run more sealant. So mm -hmm. quite often, if you've got an all amount of sealant in there, or have had a couple of little punctures anyway, yeah. you do need to top it up. Yeah, I, I just. I... I just when think you I... say tubeless plugs, Jack, can you explain yeah. for, for the uninitiated? Tubeless plugs are fall in two different camps. One, they're quite often what we call bacon strips. They're like little fuzzy, almost like tar-covered... Um, Sticky rubber sticks. Yeah, yeah. and you, you jam them in Fabulous, your tire and they um, plug up the hole and the sealant coagulates around it. The other ones, like Dynaplug, they're the ones I kind of prefer. They tend to have like a brass tip, quite a sharp tip. Um, and then on the other side of that, it's similar, but more like tacky fat fabric that, that plugs the hole. The actual plugs themselves, the, the brass bits, um, just help for seating it. I find them much easier to use mm. than the, the traditional sort mm. of bacon strips. Um, yeah, the, the, the Dynaplug Racer, the little kind of two-ended one, I really like that uh, as my preferred plug solution. But definitely, small bottle of sealant. Stan's Race probably would be my one, but I also use the WTB stuff. That's pretty good as well. Orange Seal. Orange Seal is also very good. Orange Seal is quite popular with um, what they called Rennie Hurst tires. Those really lightweight, nice ones because it coats the inside of the tire better, mm. so it's stickier. One of my little uh, tubeless little like things that you wouldn't really think about that I really like. Uh, Effetto Mariposa do little latex granules in a pot, and you Ooh. can add it to your regular sealant to kind mm. of make a slightly thicker, more coagulatory mm. sealant. E13 used to use black pepper. 
for the same thing, ground black pepper. Well, when Peaches <laughs> first released their scent, they used glitter. Oh, no, they, are they used biodegradable glitter? Because I was about to say, because back <laughs> in the day... Wasn't that the OG was just straight up glitter then? No, it was like cellulose. There were some brands that used I, glitter. I, and it wasn't great. I once... Yeah, I was a thing I read online. I was like, yeah, glitter, great. It'll stop your tires plugging. And I put like the full star-shaped <laughs> ones in. It did work really well. Amazing. But then... I got, I got a really bad puncture and it sprayed bloody sealant right up the back of my seat tube, which is bad enough to get off in the first so place. But then glitter, glitter is impossible to get <laughs> rid of. So I felt quite bad about it and stopped doing that. Anyway, sorry, Simon. That's fine. Whilst we're on the subject of tyres, I, I know, Tom, obviously as a mountain biker, you have a lot of opinions on tyres. Mm. Um, you know, coming over from road, I, I'm always basically looking at rolling resistance data <laughs> and, and looking for the fastest tyre. Yeah. Because, you know, I'm a pretty lightweight guy. I, you know, I kind of look after my bike. I ride on a pretty nice day so I can get away with a, a racy tyre like the, a Conti GP5000 mm-hmm. STR. You know, should I be going to bicyclerollingresistance.com or, you know, a, a, and just looking for the kind of fastest gravel tyre that I can get? Or, or sh- should I be looking for, uh, have a, a, a more nuanced... I, th- I think when you enter the world of off-road riding, you need to be more condition dependent on your mm-hmm. tire choice. So I have three sets of tires that I rotate through a year. So uh, in the summer, I'll run, well, I'll start with in the winter because I can remember the names while I try and think and remember the summer ones. Uh, G1 Ultrabytes, which Shwabi G1 Ultrabyte, I find actually pretty good in the mud. Okay over sort of roots and rocks, but if you mud plug in like some actual teeth on there, um, like actually make a massive difference both in terms of cornering, braking and accelerating just having general grip and on the road they buzz a bit more but it's not terrible my sort of favourite all-rounder and I think I'm I'm not alone in this but I don't know if it's the world's most popular tyre but I really like a Maxxis Rambler yeah good tyre um, it's got a, like a fairly consistent central strip so it rolls quite nicely um, on the road and then it's got like some low height but usable nobles to get grip um, Maxxis's carcasses off-road tend to be I think some of the best in the business and it, they feel lovely and there's a huge array of sizes from 50 I think they do 45 50 all the way down to like 30 sort of C so a wide range um, and then in the summer uh, I would use a Vittoria Corsa dry no Terreno Terreno dry yeah. time. and it's like Fast. It's basically a slick. Yeah. Big old, big old slick road tire. I mean, you know, what can just for the for the numpties like me, what is the difference between summer and winter gravel? Because it's all rocks, isn't it? Oh no, it's mud. <laughs> <laughs> summer, summer gravel. You know, if you've got hard packed. You know, I I think if I lived and I always say this, having never been to the Midwest of America, but if I was in the Midwest of America, I'd use it. You know, I'd run like a very slick, largish volume slick tire just to sort of get that sort of fine. Um, high frequency chatter buzz taken out, but have low rolling resistance. Whereas in the UK, I think you you know mud is such a defining feature of British gravel, and if you're slipping all over the place with a, a low treaded summer based slickish tire, you're just not going to get anywhere. And there's nothing more frustrating than having to push up a muddy, rocky, rooty climb on XC shoes, which is another bugbear of mine. They're all terribly designed. An XC shoe, right? You know, they've got they've got thick lugs they're designed for basically being on the bike most of the time and then getting off in like those marginal conditions where your race tires can't quite grip so why not make them out of soft rubber so you can grip instead they make them out of hard plastic it really irritates me um but if you've got slick tires you're going to be off the bike a lot um on a typical uk gravel ride Hmm. there you go that's very interesting okay well i guess i'll have to take a more nuanced opinion or a more nuanced look at tires then something to do 
What's your second accessory that you couldn't live without, Tom? My second actually um, conveniently continues on from Jack's uh, tubeless plug recommendation onto uh, the one-up components EDC pump and tool system. Um, Again, borrowed from the world of mountain biking, but actually a really good, compact, high-quality way of carrying both a pump and a pretty much full set of tools. I've done multi-day trips on, on mountain bikes with this setup and no additional tools. Um, so you can get 100cc or 70cc pumps, which I found to be really good, good quality. They pump a lot of air in very easily. and They're really nicely made. Um, they don't, they last for years and years, and if they don't, then there are service kits available for them. Um, Absolutely love that. I... I boils my clams the uh, lack of service kits for mm. pumps or how expensive they are as well for yeah. what's like an o-ring i've got a lasagne pump and it's got a really unusual sized o-ring you can buy a service kit to be fair to lasagne but then i have to get like the caps and everything else to mm. go with it like just tell me what size the o-ring is mm. do you know what i'm just gonna stop because i'm gonna that's talk right. about this for like half an hour <laughs> Careful. 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 calm down face has gone red another po- that's another podcast that's another isn't podcast. it o-ring sizes eh? <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, but the pump itself the pump is great um i use it on the mountain bike a lot and it translates really well to gravel when you've got sort of higher volume tires that you're only you know you're going to pump up to the 30 psi so you don't need a, a low volume high pressure pump on a gravel bike um but into this pump is that the, they're basically hollow um and you get this uh tool sleeve that slots in you can get various different lengths depending on whether you've got a 70 or 100 cc pump um and within them you get a pretty good little multi-tool a chain tool a tire lever and then there's like a capsule at the bottom which can kind of be configured a little bit so i run it with some tubeless strips in there and i've got like the the jibber jabber attached to it um, <laughs> it's a technical term uh, the fork I think the, they call the it the fork um, I prefer jibber jabber jibber jabber's better um, and it's got like space for like a, a quick link and all that sort of stuff so it's just a really com- you know and then when you go on a ride I'm terrible for just forgetting stuff and all I need to remember in terms of like getting home is my pump okay so that's uh, that's my recommendation they're, they're expensive um, the 100cc pump is 65-ish pounds in the UK and the tool is about 70 pounds um, but sometimes you got to spend big to get big, and I really it's great. Fair enough. Well, Tom, give us your give us your last one because Jack snuck in and gave us his third before you ha- even had a chance. Greedy to boy, Jack. So, what's your final final one? My final one, like I like a racy gravel bike, right? I, I like to feel that if I'm on a gravel bike, I'm like head down, ass up, going as fast as possible. The reality is, I pull around, right? And in the winter, and I spend a lot of time in the winter on gravel bikes. In the summer, like the weather's really nice, so I just want to go and ride mountain bikes. But in the winter, like I see, you know, like this, get out, bang out some miles, winter miles, summer smiles. Um, and, <laughs> yeah. Whoa. That's why you're always so happy in the summer, Tom. Yeah. Um, but the reality is in the UK and maybe in lots of Western Europe and quite a lot of North America and everywhere, basically, in winter it's wet and it's a bit grim. Um, and as much as I hate to admit it, a good set of mug guards make a massive difference. Oh, Jack, um, I know Jack comfort- won't agree with this. Let the man speak. Let the man speak. There's a brand in the UK called Mudhugger. Um, they make some, basically make mud guards and a few other accessories. But um, if you watch Downhill in, uh, and a lot of like Enduro stuff, you'll see Mudhuggers everywhere. They've done an incredible job. These two guys, um, brothers, they just decided to make some mud guards for mountain bikes. Are these um, clip-on mud guards, sorry, Tom? Or are they, did you need, are you going to need dedicated no, so, mounts? So the nice thing about these is that they mount to pretty much any bike. Um, the front one... Um, are these the kind of like, they're quite almost boxy, I would describe them as? They sort of like... The gravel ones are more svelte. 
So the front gravel one, they hug I'm gonna, the I'm gonna look outside diameter of the wheel really nicely. So they offer lots of coverage before and after the fork legs. They zip tie onto the fork legs. Um, oh, I and see, I they, they don't these, look yeah. great in a photo like no, of no, the actual products. But when on a bike, the front one is mounts really nicely. The back one, aesthetically, it's slightly challenging. It zip ties to your chain stays. And again, it's, it's quite boxy. It's quite long. You can cut it down. But in terms of coverage... And in terms of like rattle and faff, mm. they are as good as I've ever tried. Um, I, I, I remember seeing these in the flesh at the Dirty Reaver a few years ago. I think possibly when they just launched, and they had a slightly boxier version and also sat a bit more um, horizontal with the ground or mm-hmm. parallel with the ground, I should say. I, th- I think they look good. I think they yeah. look fine. No, and they don't. <laughs> I mean, no, they don't. They don't. I'm sorry. I'm Especially the now. rear one. They don't look they don't good. look great, but oh, yeah. they work really well. And like when you're riding along, and it's like miserable. You know, even if it's like not raining, but it's splashy. To get home from a gravel ride in November, when you've not been rained on, and there's basically a bit of mud on your shoes and your shins, but that's it. Like that's that's it, worth it. The, you know, so this is reminding me uh, for the for the roadies listening to this. This is reminding me of the ass saver oh yeah no like is by it be- far and away better like, than those? because you know i used to run those in wet races just to stop getting stop your bum getting wet right but they nice, never did that though i well, think i thought they worked all right but this is this is this is superior this actually works okay. i yeah. think these are better as well because they're much much lower down yes. so the rain or whatever like coming off the tire has less chance to dissipate yeah. into the air I, th- I think that's where the the success of these is they catch the mud pretty low down. But so these aren't kind of like full-length guards that you'd see on a winter bike, are they? No, no, no. I would say they're half-length guards. So the front one covers sort of from about maybe like quarter past 12 through to like or the back maybe like 9.45. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Do you mean my quarter to the hour? Looking at my watch. So <laughs> 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 it's good coverage. And at the back, like the coverage is like is exceptional. Okay. I mean, it doesn't cover right the towards the actual back of the wheel but it, because it comes out on top of the wheel it it it, it works it's and a small price to pay to not have a swampy really wet yeah, butt yeah, yeah. <laughs> are you a fan of mud guards on gravel bikes Jack? Uh, yes I like mud guards on all road bikes but I th- as in all road bikes I don't know if you've mentioned that before I mean but um, mud guards I'm out like um, yeah I've, I've had like too many clogged mud guards in my time to really admit that full cover guards are any good. This appeals to me more. Is the gravel spirit not about getting down and dirty? Mm, <laughs> can't be bothered with that, though. I just, I've got some disgusting photos of chamois pads after yeah. gravel rides. We yeah, look, but that, that's great content, isn't it? That that's, is true. That is great I think of the engagement that gets. If you come home dry, no one's going to like and subscribe to that, are they? <laughs> that is true. Suffering does make good art. No, I, I, um, yeah, I'd use these. Yeah. What do you well, reckon, Simon, would you? I don't know. I mean, the kind of yeah, the roadie in me is looking at it. and It looks way too dorky for me. I don't know if I, can, I can't. I can't go and spend <laughs> can't bring fifteen grand on you know. Gravel. <laughs> I mean, what? So what's the specialized gravel bike? The S Works Crux. That that's the Crux a, or the uh, Diverge. Yeah. So you know, I'll probably buy the Crux because it's basically a road bike with big clearances. <laughs> that's kind of my my vibe. Um, and a set of Toronto drives. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. A set of Toronto drives. Exactly. And then I'll just go out. And, uh, like Bernie Aero Bar on it, actually. You said mud earlier. I thought you, uh, this was uh, gravel. I, thought, I didn't realise I was getting into cyclocross. Gosh. <laughs> okay. Well, that's uh, that's some good food for thought. I think the tyre thing is particularly interesting. Do we have any good gravel tyre coverage on bike? Of course we do, Simon. Oh, Bloody Dreamy. best gravel tyres tested on bikeradio.com. Great best list. All right. Well, 
One of so our best. I suppose I should have to go and check that out. Well, good. lucky for you, Simon, the link to that is in the podcast description. So oh, it'll be very, killer. very Absolute easy. Killer. What are the chances of that? <laughs> 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 oh, very good. <laughs> <laughs> What do you reckon, uh, Simon? Is that is this are these gravel accessories going to have you gravel riding next year? Yeah, I have to say, like I, I am really interested in in getting more into gravel because um, it does seem really fun, and I do feel like I'm missing out. The bar bag thing, you know, like I I've, I put one on my commuter bike recently to hold, you know, my little my Weens gloves and stuff like that. Yeah. It's really useful for having a you know popping your phone in and just having a few accessories. That's really useful. Um, Mudguard's less convinced, though. But it's only about aesthetics. And so maybe once, you know, I get very cold. I'm a very sensitive boy. Once I come home from a a cold November gravel ride soaking wet, maybe I'll have to to reconsider. I think the the recommendation about tire inserts is is a really interesting one. Um, Yeah, it's something that roadies are dipping their toes into, Mm. but I guess it's a more established technology off-road. So that probably would be something I'd look at. And yeah, the tools, the bum bag... I don't I don't know about the bum bag, but if I'm not got, you know, jersey pockets, then could be. There we go. Well, for more scintillating gravel content, you can of course go to www.bikeradar.com where you can feast until your heart's content <laughs> on all things gravel. But for now, all all it is left to say is thank you very much, Tom Marvin, for joining me. Thank you, Jack Luke, as well. My pleasure, Simon. Great. And thank you for listening. As always, if you have any thoughts, comments, or feedback, you can send us an email at podcast at bikeradar.com or leave a comment on one of our articles, and we will always get back to you, and we love to hear from you. But until next time, thank you very much for listening. Thanks for listening to the Bike Radar Podcast. If you've not done so already, please subscribe and share with your friends, or leave us a rating if you've enjoyed this episode. 